Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy you're here today. We're happy we're here today. We <laughs> I'm happy I'm here It's today. been a very complicated week all the way around. Whew. All right. <laughs> so, I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm in Los Angeles. And I got to say, sometimes that L.A. traffic gets me down. I try not to dwell on yeah. the show, yeah. but today uh-huh. was a nutty day. Yeah. So I am happy to be sitting here on the Sunset Strip uh, in our temporary studio. We're yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. And Julie, when Leanne arrived this morning, she was, I'll just say, harried. It just, it required- <laughs> Frazzled? It, frazzled, yes. It required some deep cleansing breaths. And we just need to stop talking about it. Right. You know, because sometimes <laughs> talking about it, you just, you need to stop talking about it. So anyway, uh, here I am. I'm from Santa Monica, but we're in, uh, we're in our temp studio on the Sunset Strip. A little tale about that in a second. <laughs> and I'm Julie Dolan. I'm here in my closet in Dallas, uh, Texas. Uh, I'm an empty nester, an urban nana. And today, Oliver is sleeping on my show notes. Uh, <laughs> he, so I don't know how that's going to go. But, you know, I know many people, many satellite sisters, sister listeners like to fall asleep to uh, listening to our show. But uh, I hope uh, I hope you'll all stay awake because I think we have a really good show this week, right, Leon and Liz? I mean, it's exciting. We are bringing back Downton Gabby so we can recap the movie. Oh my God, I I'm mean, so excited! Yeah, I mean, we all went to see it. Uh, yeah. A lot of the sisterhood went to see it. That's going to be in the last segment of the show. We are recapping the movie. That means yes. we are telling people the plot of the movie. So yes. if you haven't seen it, we're going to give you ample warning. You can come back and listen when you see it. But we're going for it just like we did for six seasons on the TV show. We're recapping it. That is happening. And I was never on Downton Gabby, the recap. So I will know my place here, Julie. I will just let you and Leon do your recappy thing. And right. I promise not to barge in. I- Sleep on the show so, notes. Yes. That's what I I, well, I figure nap. I promise not to behave like the royal household help who just barges in and expects Liz, to be. You're, Liz, you are. You're oh, not, sorry. If people oh. haven't seen, oh, oh, she sorry. doesn't understand the rules. <laughs> oh, Liz. The rules of recapery. Okay. Forget I said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> she's she's off, Jill. She's off. Can be exiled. Out of service. <laughs> All right. We're also going to highlight a couple of women who've been really speaking out and staying noisy this week. Uh, we have, uh, what else do we have? Oh, Liz, this is exciting. You are doing. I have a little contest. Yeah. A little, a little where in the world is Liz Dolan? Yeah. But I'm not oh. going to tell you. You're going to have to kind of sort of figure it out. I'll explain all when we get to that point in the show. All right. So we have all that and a lot more on the show. But first, Liz, you wanted to mention a few things about last yes. week's show. Yes. So at the beginning of last week's show, 
Leon and I explained that we were in a new studio on the Sunset Strip, just temporarily for a couple of weeks while our Wondery studio was being used by a new, sh- a new daily show they were launching called The Lead. So we had to move for a couple of weeks and then next week we'll be going back. But we were like so discombobulated being in the new studio, Julie, that you even commented that you were going to have to take over and crack a whip last week just to make sure we stayed on task, right? Uh-huh. Exactly, Liz. And then, and then what happened? When the show actually got posted? <laughs> you just had cut me out completely. Yeah. It was really the best show I've ever done <laughs> in all the years of Satellite Sisterhood. But- I, I finished that day and I was like, I nailed it today. I nailed it. <laughs> And then I listen, there's no Julie, there's no Julie. <laughs> but we figured out, I mean, that yeah. was just, uh, that just happens occasionally, people. It's not for lack of effort on our end. Everyone here is very professional. It just, it happened. New studio, things happen. We were in a hurry. So, and by the way, we realized within uh, five minutes that that was the, that was the issue. So Sergio quickly got to repairing that part of it. I quickly reposted the show. But what happens if you have an app like Apple Podcasts, is that it automatically downloads the show if you subscribe. So it meant some of you, long after we fixed it, were still getting the version of the show that was, let's just call it Julie Free. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not laughing at all. I just wanted you to know, A, it was never our intention, and B, we fixed it super fast, but the technology, what happens is then all of the apps have to like basically reboot the show on their end. And some of them did that very quickly and others did not. So for those of you that even a day later were getting an Apple podcast show without Julie in it, here's a tip for the future. I mean, this was on us, we know, but the there are lots of podcast apps out there. So at that point, you could have listened on Spotify or on CastBox or on Google Podcasts. I'm not blaming you as listeners, <laughs> not blaming you at all, but we are pretty much available everywhere. Right. And so if you ever do have an issue with one app, just try another one then it will you'll be able to figure out is it you or is it us and in this case some of the other apps just picked up the new the corrected episode much more quickly so anyway it was just you know it happens it happens 20 years though we've been doing this it's only happened a couple of times so we feel like we're doing okay on our end and and also we should say it is our worst nightmare yes it is literally (laughs) your worst nightmare i mean you wake up in the when you're the one posting the show you wake up in the middle of the night you think please let please please don't let please just be the right show when it happens it's terrible so it's not for lack of you know thinking about Effort it. yeah I was literally driving home on Sunset Boulevard yeah and that's why I play it just to double check it and within seconds I realized what had happened so I'm Irk! I pull over <laughs> yeah on Sunset you Boulevard you texted me right I texted There's you guys no like we corrected it super quickly anyway yeah. it was funny they there you were telling us you were going to be in charge but not so fast <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, you guys, I want to tell you a little bit about my investment club. I know you've been sort of curious. And uh, so this Mm -hmm. week I had a top level meeting at the investment club and I thought, okay, I think it's time to share a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. So about a year ago, a friend of mine invited me to see she was starting an investment club. 
of women that she knew, uh, you know, where I live in Pasadena, would we like to contribute and actually like buy stocks and learn about the stock market and learn about companies and, you know, be part of this partnership. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, what the heck? Because she really emphasized that there would be wine at all the meetings. So... And, okay. and maybe honest, a cheese board or two. Yeah. Who knows? Yes. So and to be honest, I don't really know much about stocks. I mean, uh-huh. I go ahead, I read the business papers, but like when I see a ticker go by, I don't really know what those numbers mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we have some investments in mutual funds and, you know, IRAs. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It just, just smooths everything it, out. It literally is the way to do it, Liz. That actually is the correct way to invest. Buying one stock at a time is not the correct way to invest, but the, that's what we're doing in the club to learn about companies and things like that. But yeah, and, and because my husband's in real estate, if we have any extra like pennies at the end of the year, we invest in real estate because that's mm-hmm. what he knows. Mm-hmm. Stocks always seem like a little bit of a gamble because mm-hmm. they're a little bit of a gamble. They are. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. little bit of a gamble. That's why people like it. It's gambling. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Well, so how this works, it's all legal and everything. I mean, thank goodness the four officers, you have to have officers. One's a lawyer, so she wrote up the partner agreements. You have to register. You have to pay taxes. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. You can't just like start buying stocks and pocketing the millions of dollars we're not going to (laughs) make. So I am grateful that these four very capable women have taken over and we show up and then we split up into teams and each uh, every quarter we the two teams present one stock that they recommend we mm-hmm. buy. And there's a whole list of things you're supposed to look at to decide if this is a good value and you're supposed to start with three stocks and narrow it down to one stock and then present it and then the partnership gets to vote on whether they want to buy the stock wow, or not. This is also official. It's no, it's really official. Yeah, just in case the IRS is listening, totally official. <laughs> and, and I feel like the number one rule of investing is probably don't get emotionally attached to the stocks. Yeah, but immediately yes, that I, would be true because it's just business, Leon. Yeah, it's gambling. So yeah. immediately, I've gotten emotionally attached to the stocks. Oh, that we really? Bought. I because I can't like one of our first stocks that we bought was Home Depot. Yeah. All right. So now I go into the Home Depot with just a true sense of pride. <laughs> You're all, you have ownership. I'm Leah. ownership. I'm part of the yeah. team. I'm you, part yeah. of the Home are Depot you team. Cleaning up as you walk around, just I doing mean, a little straightening up in the aisles. Are you buying more to like boost their sales so that third quarter profits will be up, Leah? I'm doing all those things. You know, I may start wearing an orange apron. You know, I just I feel feel like I'm part of the team. And then uh. last month we we bought the somebody presented and we decided to buy a uh, stock in TJ Maxx. Oh wow! Which, oh, wow. The ghost well, of Edna Dolan. Long, long generational history with TJ Maxx. <laughs> Obviously, it was one of our mother's favorite stores, and she uh, infused you with that love. Yes. Uh-huh. So imagine how imagine how concerned I was yesterday, a few days ago, when I saw on the news in Los Angeles that our local TJ Maxx had been held up. For sixteen thousand dollars worth of purses, someone, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, not my TJ Maxx." <laughs> I feel like people personally stole those purses from yeah. me. Yeah, I think you need to go to take a lawn chair and go sit <laughs> sit out in front of the TJ Maxx. So, and then last week we bought a stock called Celgene. Okay, I will admit. I don't understand. Celgene? Celgene. It's that, a biotech company. Liz. I was going to say, do they make things out of algae? Because yeah. there's a lot of that out there so now. So this is the tricky part about buying stocks. If I don't really understand the product, yeah. I have learned to just vote no because I cannot 
be the judge of this. But, you know, they were they're testing a lot of drugs. We bought some cell gene. And lo and behold, you know, Reverend Jill, uh, you know, Jill Hennings, a longtime listener. Yes. She has been fighting breast cancer. She was given a year to live two years ago. She was put in a clinical trial. Last week, she announced on her Facebook page, she's cancer-free. Really? And there she is with the CEO of Celgene. <laughs> and I'm like, I cured Jill of cancer. All right. We should really say, Liam, you're not endorsing any of these stocks for satellite no. systems to, are, to purchase. We're or not buy. making any recommendations. No, no recommendations. Either for drugs no. you should use or no. stocks you should buy. Where you should buy. Right? See, it's all we wrong. This- but let's let's just focus on Jill is healthy. Yes. I think it was probably mainly more Jill yes. and medicine. Congratulations, and, Jill. That's yes. amazing. In Jill's yes, case, God. Yes. But I, I played a tiny part. Come on. Okay. Okay. So we so this week. So this so week, this is just so you just have a totally emotional yes. strategy, Liam. It's right? completely wrong, and I know that. I yeah. know this is not. You're not supposed to buy a stock at a time, and you're not supposed to get emotionally attached. But so this week, our team is presenting in November. A little team of three. Yeah. I very smartly recruited my friend Ryan, who has an MBA and works in finance. Oh, it's really good. Good pick. Good pick. And then, <laughs> is there a draft where you get to pick? <laughs> and then, and then we met new friend Kate. She came. Yeah. We had the meeting. We narrowed our stocks down. We decided to focus on stocks that hit this this um, what they call SGE, sustainability, governance, and environmentally you know friendly companies. Yeah. These are big companies that are really trying to do the right thing on a grand scale. And Good for you. There are funds now that just specialize in that. So we were looking up those funds and the companies and and uh, governance is important. That's like, are there women on the board? Are there more than 50% female managers? Yeah. Like, does the CEO make eight zillion times what the lowest person pay, is paid or is it in line? So we were looking for companies that sustained on that uh-huh. level and there aren't that many uh actually that are also traded so very enlightened of you so the list again g- using the like do i understand the product like intel is one of those companies yeah. but do i know what a processor is not really but you know it's inside <laughs> it's inside <laughs> i know liz it's inside <laughs> that's what i know and it can it keep getting faster that seems like a good idea okay so but on uh but on the list it was almost like seeing an old friend it was almost like seeing a high school buddy like, oh, I know her, because Unilever is one of the companies. Oh. A longtime sponsor of Satellite Sisters. Yes. Oh, with their, well, okay. I'm, I see, Julie? That. See? Okay. With their Dove brand. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, oh, I know Unilever. I could contribute. Went to the website. And what are their brands? And I'm ticking down the brands. Oh, it's Briars. It's Suave. And then yeah. I hit the brand of brands. Hellman's Mayonnaise. <laughs> and that is when... Both Kate and Ryan were like, well, we're in. 100% we're buying Hellman's mayonnaise. The, I mean, there's no other The condiment mayonnaise. of your childhood, really. Right. I mean, it's, so, it's so the, the only way to go it's in the, mayonnaise. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I understand mayonnaise, Liz. That, <laughs> I think I, you do. I don't understand biotech or genetic. Think about how many testing. sandwiches you've made in your life. I mean, so, so then we start looking up their governance. And uh, there's this very smart woman who's the head of food and beverage there. She's like a corporate vice president. I'm like, it's the VP of Mayo. Here she is. <laughs> she looks excellent. You know, the CEO of North America is a woman that speaks like seven languages and went to Oxford. But more importantly, like is in charge of shampoo. (laughs) 
So we have recommended Unilever. <laughs> okay. We feel close. We're going to see if it passes. Of course, we're using a little showbiz to, we have to present to the rest of the group. Oh, okay. And you chicken know. Chicken salad? Chicken, are you coming with, the, you're bringing the chicken salad, Liam? And Ben and Jerry's. That is also their brand. So there you go. It's exactly oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, we have Ben and Jerry's as a sponsor of my other shows, Safe for Work, and I feel good about that. Yeah. Part of the Unilever family. And now you know, Liz, it's a company that's really, you know, yes. sustainability, governance, interesting brands. So there you go. It's, okay, that sounds really interesting. But, so I've learned a little bit about the stock market, but a lot about mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Liz, last week people had questions about your passport story, your follow-up to the driver's license. Yes. So I just want to ask you one simple question so you can explain it again. Why not? You, you had to get the special driver's license, yes. right? The, the, the real, real ID. ID. Mm-hmm. It was an ordeal. We don't have to relive it. No. But people were like, Please, why not just carry your passport, Liz Dolan? Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah. Here's the deal for me. When you do a lot of domestic travel... Uh, I want the simplest possible form of ID because the more you travel, the more likely it is you're going to sooner or later lose it. Right. Right. And my feeling is I would rather lose my driver's license because, you know, you show it to TSA, you put it in your pocket, then you switch it into your purse. Next thing you know, that piece of ID is sort of lost among all of your things. And so traveling domestically, having to have my passport with me all the time, it would be such a drag to have to replace a passport because Uh not only is it expensive and complicated to replace a passport, but in my passport, I have a lot of visas to various countries that I have visited or could visit again. So then you would have to, you know, I have stamps from um, Brazil and Argentina and, you know, various European, other Asian, African countries. So if I ever want to go back to any of those places, I would also have to replace visas I've already gotten to go to places. So it just seems simpler to lose my driver's license than lose lose my passport. That's my, yeah. Thank you, Liz. I'd rather only take out the passport if I'm leaving the country. Okay. There you go. So speaking of which, so so here's the thing. So I'm not going to be on next week's show. And um, and it's because I have some place to go. So I thought we, <laughs> it's not just out of sheer, eh, I'm not feeling it next Tuesday. So we're going to play a little game of where in the world is Liz Dolan. Uh, I'm going to give you some hints today. You can think about it, like what place could fit this description. And then I am going to be posting uh, images from this place only at the Sat Sisters Instagram. So you, if you follow at Sat Sisters on Instagram, uh, you'll be able to see me. I'll have some videos. You'll be able to see where I'm going and I'll fill you in on my adventures. But only over there at Sat Sisters on Instagram. Or if you're on Instagram, you can also, I'm going to be using the hashtag that we've established for a while, which is hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. So, um, so starting at the end of the week, really by, by Thursday, I'll be on the road. And you can, you follow at Sat Sisters, you'll get installments from me. So here are my clues. I mean, you guys know where I'm going. I've told you where I'm going, but it's top secret to the rest of you. So here are my clues. I am going, and this is very rarely happens. I'm going to a country I've never been to, on an airline I have never flown, mm-hmm. on a famous body of water I have never seen, 
for a thing where you may or may not be able to see me on television. Okay? So doesn't that sound interesting? It does. You're, sounds like very good clues. You're yes. going to want to figure this out. So a country I've never been to, on an airline I've never flown, on a famous body of water I've never seen, for a thing that may or may not be on television. So there you go. So follow at Sat Sisters and use the hashtag Sat Sisters Travel for all of your own uh, travel on Instagram so we can all participate in each other's adventures. All right. Excellent, Liz. Okay, Julie, we're going to gonna hold your next story for next week. We're going to move along here because, uh, you know, we want to get to the Downton Abbey recap. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, we gotta That's get all right. To- I'm used to being cut out by you two. It's very... <laughs> I'm getting used to it now. It's okay. okay. We, we deserve that. We 100% deserve that. All right. Before, though, we get to our women staying noisy, we are going to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, Jewel, we're back. We're, we're, we're calling this block Women Staying Noisy. So start us off, Jewel. Well, I'd like to give a special hats off to Meghan Markle. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing a royal tour of Africa. She's traveling with four-month-old Archie. And I just think she has she has found her voice. I mean, yeah. she arrived yesterday and she gave a speech when she arrived in Africa where, where she said, I am here um, as a mother, as a wife, as a woman of color and as your sister. And I think it's the first time that she has really talked about her racial heritage. And you, we've, you can go online, you can see her singing, dancing, laughing. She's so enthusiastic. And I think she has found her voice in, in spite of what is relentless and unstoppable criticism of her. I mean, I there, I mean there was... 
it's nothing she can do. Yeah. You know, either, right. you know, they're criticizing her because she doesn't look nicely dressed or if she tries to look nicely dressed, they criticize her. They criticized her as, you know, taking the maternity leave, uh, mothering style. I mean, everything. And but there she was with Harry and I think they are that this is what I imagined our American princess would do, that yeah. she would become a global citizen. She would become a global voice, that she would lift people up and that um, and that that's a good thing to do because mm -hmm. she's smart and she's enthusiastic. And I say, keep going, Meghan Markle, and don't listen to all those naysayers. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, that must be so much pressure. Uh, just I, like I can't imagine doing that job. It's just, it's just relentless, relentless, you know, and it's yes. and per so, so personal. Yeah, it's so yes. it is. It's so is nothing to do with anything. It's yes. made up. It's so personal. It's just so nasty on every level. Oh yeah, no, she's doing a fantastic job there. Yeah. Okay, so stay noisy, Meghan Markle. Then we have two stay noisy shout outs. Um, in general, I thought a lot of the speeches on Emmy night were great. Like. People really made an effort to say something worthwhile, but two we want to recognize, of course, is our pick, Michelle Williams. She, we were so happy that she won for Fosse Verdon. Uh, we loved that, but she really used her moment. Yes. And that speech that she gave about how much support she got from the people who were creating Fosse Verdon, she said, when I asked for more dance classes, I heard yes. More voice lessons, yes. A different wig, a pair of fake teeth not made out of rubber, yes. And all of these things, they require effort and they cost money, but my bosses never presumed to know better than I did about what I needed in order to do my job and honor Gwen Verdon. And then she went on to talk about equal pay and how women of color are paid less than than white men. Anyway, she just delivered it in the most powerful and lovely way. And at the end, of course, she said, this is all for you, Matilda, her daughter. Yes. You know, oh. so like, how can you not love that? She took her moment and she really made something of that. So good on you, Michelle Williams. But earlier in the show, Alex Borstein, who's in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's, she also really owned that st stage and said something important. And she was talking about her grandmother in line for execution yeah. at a Nazi death camp. And uh, and she turned to the guard and said, what happens if I step out of line? And he's like, well, I won't shoot you, but someone else will. And she stepped out of line and lived to tell the tale. So Alex Borstein is like, step out of line, ladies, step out of line. <laughs> and if we didn't already have stay noisy, which we are sticking with, uh, I would say step out of line, ladies, is another great call to action. So thank you, Michelle, and thank you, Alex, for using really using your moment for the sisterhood right. because that's just yeah. it makes it you know really fun to see those shows when something slightly more important is getting uh put on the table right well, usually Liz, you have always said that you have always said that you know when you have a worldwide stage like the emmys or the academy awards that to you know squander your speech thanking some agent is really a waste of time that I, these women you know you know really spoke out and yes. I, I i was when i heard about the michelle williams i thought about you and Leon going to hear her going to that whole discussion about the movie oh God, right. and, and the moderator never called on michelle williams yes so, 
now. That's right. Remember that? That was this summer. We told you the story. The moderator, she never addressed a direct question to Michelle Williams. So if you were wondering, does Michelle Williams have something interesting to say? (laughs) You would not have learned that in that panel. But I think I think she nailed it on Sunday (laughs) night. I think Michelle Williams has plenty of interesting things to say. I again, it's something I can't relive that panel. So upsetting, <laughs> like the drive to the studio today. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, speaking of, of speaking out, oh my gosh, Greta Thunberg, the young Swedish teenager who's the climate change warrior out there, kind of has galvanized young people all over the world to march for climate change and to demand it. <laughs> she was at the UN yesterday. She was awesome. Awesome because if you have parented a teenager, you have heard that same snarling tone <laughs> in their voice about everything You're from, so right, from like, why can't I go to the movies to why is the planet on fire? Like, And when I saw people criticizing her, I'm like, have you spoken to teenagers ever? Yes. Because that is just how they speak when they are mad. It doesn't matter. You know, it could be about, like, why are they taking friends off of Netflix? It's the same (laughs) level of passion. And she is fantastic. Do I think that was 100% her? Yes, I do. Yes. Teenagers are very smart. They are informed. And if you've spoken to anyone under the age of 25 on the subject of climate change, they are furious at the rest of us. For good reason. For good reason. I mean, I think I got that speech almost every week this summer from my son, Colin. (laughs) Some version of, why haven't you? (laughs) Like, they're furious about it. So it's 100% authentic. Mm -hmm. I also think it's just a fantastic way to channel, like, teen snarliness and negativity. Go you're, for you're it. Right, Leanne. Yes. yes. Get them off the couches. Get them on in out into the streets uh, doing something for the world. Yeah. I guess. Fresh air, yeah. exercise, yes. speaking right. truth to power. Yeah. You're doing organizational skills. I mean, it's a lot of work to, to sail S- across. To s- <laughs> save the planet. To save the planet. Arts and crafts with all the signs. <laughs> to learn you have to learn science you know what the science is not that hard to learn uh people so no i just i I thought it was great and like i think of all the really stupid community service projects my sons had to do to fulfill that really stupid requirement in high school i'm like this would have been a better use of their time (laughs) so yeah congratulations to her fantastic and she has had a lot of challenges to overcome and she's a remarkable young woman so that was great and speaking of remarkable young women from the Satellite Sisterhood. Remember we've spoken about Morgan McCall. She is a survivor of the Larry Nassar sexual abuse scandal Mm -hmm. at MSU. She has been very vocal, one of the primary spokespersons since the event. She has really stayed on this. She announced yesterday she's speaking at the UN today. Wow. Another like Stay noisy, Morgan. Yeah. Her mom, Deb, is a longtime Satellite Sisters listener and let us know what she was going through when that trial was happening. And she has really emerged as quite a voice for her generation. She's going to the UN. <laughs> Speak up. Right hey. on. Right. right. On. Channel I, it. I find it very inspiring to see all these young women. I with do, such too. Strong voices. <clears throat> yes. yes. I do, too. I do, too. I do, too. Okay. And now, yep. and now, for something completely different. Now, 
Completely Tuesday, different. Tuesday trends. Tuesday trends. Okay. Speaking of young women, uh, the first one I have uh, that I'm bringing to you uh, this week, and it was in the International New York Times, uh, uh, International Division of the New York Times, with mass weddings, where you have like large groups of people getting married at the same time. Okay. Now stay with me. Don't uh-huh. don't leave me. Don't leave me. Okay. <laughs> this is happened in happens in Lebanon. There is a benefactor who is helping communities where people don't have the money to have a big wedding. They, they can't afford any kind of ceremony. So he, he or she, and it's anonymous, sponsors these mass wedding. And they just had one a couple weeks ago. 34 brides got married, but they got married in a castle. All the brides got fabulous gowns. The grooms were in tuxedos. They had flowers. They had music. They had a reception. And, you know, when I saw this, I was like, well, that's kind of strange. But this guy, had this sponsor has been doing it for 11 years. They have married 274 couples. Of that, only three divorces. (laughs) And... A hundred children, a hundred children okay. from these cu- couples. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, marriage is hard. Okay, let's just, uh, we'll put that out there. It is, it's, it's no picnic, right? It's, it's hard. And I just thought, well, maybe if you got married in a group, that there might be some group dynamics that goes on that, you know, that you would have this whole cohort of people that, you know, that are going through the same thing as you did at the same time and experiencing the ups and downs of marriages. And you would have your own support group. And maybe that keeps couples together more or provides them with, you know, you know, a built in base of support and friendship, uh, um, That's an interesting theory. It is, Julie. It's sort of a I, like I, your mommy and me group, but right. yes, it's exactly, exactly. And then you ha- don't have the giant debt. You're not you're not fighting over how much you spent on uh, the raw bar at the wedding. You know that you're you know that that this these couples can work together. Uh, the story in Lebanon is they have this one benefactor who does a lot of these, but they also have political parties that sponsor mass weddings. Huh people that, well, uh, that, that, that seems that a little I'm scary suspicious of. Yeah. <laughs> i guess they you know they're trying to create a voting block yeah but yeah i i just i think you know i over the years i've become a lot more open to all different kinds of wedding ceremonies etc i i think i'm in on mass weddings that's what i that's what i think i think it might work for some people you know mm-hmm. and that it might uh, provide additional support for young couples when they get married okay well it's fine I always get a slightly culty vibe from them, but you're right. You can look at it through a different lens. Good for you, Julie, for being okay. open-minded. Okay. And just one other trend that I want to mention today. Here's a little quiz. Okay. Liz and Leon, do you have lavender soap? Yes. Yes or yes. no answer? Yes. Lavender lotion in your house? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's in our yeah. Lavender fun. dryer sheets? Yes. yes. Uh, lavender detergent? Yes. I have yes. had, yes. Mm-hmm. Lavender candles? No. So are we just being manipulated in right. some way by <laughs> all this lavender? Where are you going with this? <laughs> lavender is everywhere. It is the most popular scent, okay? It has just taken over all other scents, according to the New York Times. Huh. That this is people, it's very approachable. People uh, remember what lavender is. It used to be a little more exotic than yeah. it was, you know? But now it's everywhere because people love lavender and uh, we have 
filled our homes, our apartments, our cars, our clothing, or everything smells of lavender. Huh. So well, if you're not on the lavender boat, you better, you better get on it. Yeah. Or else you're our sister Monica, who's allergic. <laughs> well, yeah, better than, say, pumpkin spice everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use it, uh, you know, I it is supposed to induce sleep, lavender, and be relaxing and calming. So I try to use it in that way. Like, I don't oh. wash all my clothes in lavender, just the bed sheets, you know? Mm. And, like, I put the lavender lotion on at night. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. I'm trying to accept lavender in my life. Like, but now, yeah. small doses, though. Now I'm feeling like there's some big lavender behind all of this, yeah. you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The cartel of lavender-producing countries. I, I just, maybe, Leanne, you want to look into this for your investment yeah. club. Yeah, like get in on that. Get on the lavender ba- bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just a French woman in a straw hat? No. It's in charge every... of lavender list? You don't right. think? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They want you to believe that. Okay. But that's Big a lot lavender. of lavender, Julie, just ticked <laughs> off. Yeah. I think big lavender. It's got to be behind this. <laughs> All right. We're, we'll get on that. We'll get on that when you're on your mystery trip. We'll we'll look into that. All right. Coming up next on Satellite Sisters, it is our Downton Abbey recap. We went to the movie. We're going to recap it for you. If you did not go to the movie, you're planning on going. This may be where you want to sign off for the week. We're not doing anything secret at the end of the show other, nope. Than, nope. other than the Downton Abbey recap. But we want to encourage you to come back and listen when you've seen the movie. Or share this if you went with uh, friends and uh, you want to share the show because of the Downton Abbey oh, recap. Oh, that's a good idea because yeah. we saw so many pictures in the Facebook group of you going with groups of friends. Yeah. Some people wearing tiaras, other people in hats, <laughs> other people you're with tea sets afterwards do, doing your thing. So, yeah. Share the recap around to all the friends you know who have actually seen the film. All right. But first, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, I... what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We are back. And oh, well, it's 
<laughs> Very exciting. We, it's, was, what was that? Were you going to go British accent? There? I was, it but was, I really backed out. Was, <laughs> I just you did out. not commit. No, I did you not commit. You started and then thought yeah, better of it. No. Yeah. I, I, I think that's wise. <laughs> but it is Downton Gabby. We are back. Lynn and Julie did this for many years. We're happy to welcome Liz to the team because the Downton Abbey movie premiered this weekend and it sold $31 million worth of tickets at the box office beating Brad Pitt, which has got to hurt Brad Pitt. I know. And Rambo, too. Yeah. I was happy about that. <laughs> but it had everything we loved about the series. The Crawleys, the Servants, the Labradors. It was just a lovely day at the movies. Mm-hmm. As the teenager said, working at the Arclight when she announced that she was going to be checking the sound, please enjoy downtown Abbey this afternoon. (laughs) So she was not a fan. (laughs) But we did. All right. So Julie, you went, set the scene for us. What time did you go? Did you go with your husband? I I went with my husband. We were there. The entire theater was like a PBS fundraising (laughs) event. Everyone had tote bags. They were so excited. They laughed at every joke. You know, the thing about a, a motion picture, a big motion picture with the big motion picture budget, Lee and Everything was amped up, yes, right? They yes. could amp it up. We got helicopter shots of Downton Abbey swirling around at dawn, midday, dusk, evening lights. The costumes amped up. Mary's ball gown. We'll oh, talk about it oh later. Oh, my gosh. It was a Tiara Lapuza. Is that a word? <laughs> it was a Tiara showdown. I have never seen so many Tiaras. The house, the woodwork, the couches. I think they actually recovered those couches. The flowers, the animals. Okay, the dog was outstanding Stand. in this. Excellent. And how about those shiny horses in the parade yes. land? Yes. But most importantly, Cora was amped up. Yeah. They amped her up, Lee, and she was she was there. She so, was upright the entire movie. I know. Fully upright was... and operational. And if you didn't watch the series as closely as Lee and I did, uh, for the last couple of years, or, uh, Cora's been in bed every yeah. single scene. So that's why we, we make fun of her. because, she, But she was amped up for the movie. I liked it. All right. So the whole thing kicks off with what I would say is the world's longest mail delivery sequence. <laughs> I mean, that was quite a tribute to the British Post, don't you think? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. The Royal Mail. That sounds good. You definitely want something from them. Okay. And then we here we are. We're upstairs. What's happening upstairs? Well, the movie is set about a year from where the series finales ended. So things appear to be running smoothly now that Mary and Tom have saved the estate from financial ruin because loser Robert just grumbles about having to pour his own coffee. <laughs> I mean, he's still whining. Where are the servants? Oh, I guess I'll pour myself. For goodness sake. I sense. know, with the breakfast buffet. I yeah. know. <laughs> it looked, the scrambled eggs looked a lot like what you get at, you know, at uh, Hampton at, Inn. You know, at the Hampton Inn. They didn't look that good. To no. Me. No. All right. But as you mentioned, Cora, upright and cogent, and she remains so the entire film. We're happy that the rehab worked. Wherever she went, it's good. Edith, daughter Edith, is in fine form, and she looked to be loving life. That opening scene where she's driving in, but oh, dear, all the teas and the luncheons. She is such a whiner, Leanne. I mean, she is, okay, like she hit the jackpot. She's got Birdie. She's got the estate. Okay, she doesn't have, she's got her own car, which that's all she wanted, right? Right. And she's still whining. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But our good friends, the Dowager Countess and her BFF, Isabel, continued to wrangle and scheme and get all the best lines. 
That so, was like a dual land yeah. between the two of them. So funny. Every line was great. It was all worth it. Yes. Now, I know the question you were asking, Julie, the question I was asking about two minutes into the film was, where is Matthew Good? Where <laughs> is know. he? What is Please. that? What was that lame excuse? Oh. He's at like some car, car show in Detroit? Oh, come on. Don't All like right. that. He is Mary's husband, Henry Talbot, a.k.a. the used car salesman. It was a shocking lack of Henry, Liz. It was. It was. But yet, I don't want to jump ahead. When he does arrive, it's Isn't the it, best. Yes. It I is the best the moment for bounding. me in the whole movie. Yes. He yes. into the movie. Yes. Yes. Which is why we maybe could have used him a little sooner. Some of the other people were a little sleepy. And then where was Rose? Julie, where was Rose? I know. I, mean, I was very disappointed yeah. about her because we love Rose, yeah. you know? She Wait, who's Rose? Made, she made terrible choices, yeah. you know? And she had terrible boyfriends. Yes. And uh, it would have oh, been good right. to have her around. Lily yeah. James. Yes. Okay, right. Yes. So one can only imagine she's still running that in uh, yes. in Greece and singing. <laughs> that one can only imagine that's what in she's Mama doing. In Mamma Mia too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very busy. Which is really quite good. That's yes. going to be the crossover episode of all crossover episodes. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Downstairs, what's happening? Oh, the gang's all there, Julie, except Mr. Carson, who retired to dig vegetables. Now, if we go back to the actual series finale, he was fired unceremoniously in the middle of service because he had Parkinson's. But Mm -hmm. apparently that cleared up. They just decided to (laughs) forget that storyline. Yeah. They just retired him, which makes no sense. And uh, uh, and then Anna and Bates are there. They have a child, we know. I, but... I still don't trust Bates. Nope. I, the child has no name. No name. Uh, and then they have that other creepy maid, Mrs. Baxter, is back, too. Oof, Did you I know. notice her? Yeah. yeah. Like, how is she still employed? I, I don't here? know. No I one. Could, I couldn't look at her. I had to avert my eyes when she was on the screen. Yeah, no one wanted her back. How about, yeah. but everyone wanted Mrs. Patmore and Daisy oh, back. Yeah. And they are, they're killing it in the kitchen better than ever better than ever daisy i love her we can't support thomas in charge he's a thief and a liar and (laughs) he is not a good employee i'm just gonna say that there's nothing to do with his personal life at all he's not a good employee but there he is and then honestly when mosley walked into the scene i groaned in the theater (laughs) i thought we had gotten rid of him forever no he was off teaching at a school. We didn't ever have to hear from him again. And then he had so many lines. <laughs> Why yes. more lines than, than Matthew Good? Yeah. Why? That know. makes no sense. All right. So here are the storylines. I'm just going to, we're not going to try to follow each one like we normally would do in a very thorough recap with like beginning, middle, end. We're just going to lay out the 8 million storylines yeah. and then it's going to be a free for all. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first major storyline, the king and queen are coming to Downton. It's all hands on deck to get the old house back in shape. Are these real royals? Do we know? We don't know. I think they're George the fifth, whatever. <laughs> I, I sort of looked it up, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that was part of our charm, Liam, that, you know, there were a lot of historic and uh, political references in the series. And we rarely uh, got any of them. So, yes. But, yes, indeed, the real king and queen did do a tour of Yorkshire. Oh, okay. I, I looked that up. Okay, Good job, so. Jill. All right. Okay. So, at Downton, we know there's going to be a luncheon and then a parade and a dinner and an assassination attempt <laughs> and then a ball at someone else's house. Uh, but we get to see that anyway. So, that's a full schedule for the team there. Mm-hmm. Right, Jill? Yeah. Yes, that's a lot A lot of costume changes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of meals. It's all going to be good. Right. Okay, once again, we have another issue with inheritance. Okay, you I, all remember the entail from season one. Matt. I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Oh, Liz, no one knew what it was. I looked it up again yesterday. I was like, what was that thing? Like, Robert wasn't going to get the house. That's why, like, the cousin who Mary eventually married, who oh, d- yeah. Matthew Crawley got the house. It was the entail, Liz. Okay. Okay, well, this movie, more ent- not quite the entail, but a mystery cousin arrives. You've yeah. never heard of Maud, but that's okay. Lady it's... Bagshaw. Yeah, <laughs> and, her ma- and her maid, Leanne. Her wink, ma- wink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lady cousin, mystery cousin Maud is arriving and she wants to name the maid her heir instead of Robert. You know, let's remember Robert is the guy who doesn't even want to pour his own tea. But yes, (laughs) let's give him another estate to run into the ground. Terrific. So it turns out that Cousin Maud has also given birth to a secret baby, just like Edith, I mean, right? Just like Edith yeah. and Maribel. I yeah. mean, we. this is exactly the same storyline. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, I think it happened a lot back in the yes, day. I, <laughs> secret babies. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's good because, you know, ultimately, uh, ultimately Violet, Lady mm-hmm. Grantham, is not shocked because she's already accepted Marigold into her life. So that's right. The maid is her daughter. Shocking. Mm-hmm. All right. Tom, we love Tom. You know, yep. Tom was the chauffeur married to Sybil. You know, tremendous rise to power. He's the Irishman. Okay. So yep. in this episode, Tom's loyalty is called into question. He's our, he, he's called the Republican over and over again because he had strong political views when he first came. And then he got a load of the daughter and the money and the, the tea service and the buffet breakfast. He said, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. He figured out how to move upstairs. Yeah. So absolutely. He yeah. wasn't going to go back. Yeah. So I don't know if he's exactly the big threat to the king. They seem to want us to believe. He seems to have pretty much adapted. Assimilated. Yes. The Stockholm Syndrome there at Downton Abbey. But um, there's a really dumb plot line about an assassination attempt. It seems sort of half-hearted, didn't you think? Well, I, I did, Leon. I mean, you kind of saw him, like, as soon as you saw him, oh, okay, he's the assassin. Okay, come on in, come on in. Yeah. Yeah, and then, t- but Tom tackles him, okay? Yeah. And that uh, that's excellent. So he saves the day, yeah. which is which is really superior, and we're, we're happy about that. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's very, that's classic Downton Abbey. They always have, like, a touch of criminality, yeah. some, you know, historic plot, some... You know, so uh, some illegitimate child, you know, so that that all made sense. Right. I liked how Mary was involved in stopping it by kicking the gun away. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. I mean, I like Mary. There could have been more Mary. More Mary. That was a cute hat she was wearing when she was kicking the gun away, too. That little grill grain thing. Yeah. Okay. carry on. So now Tom is in everyone's good graces as he always been, because let's remember, he saved the darn estate. Like if it weren't for Tom, like that whole operation would have gone up in smoke. And now he saved the king. Now he saved the king. Two for two, Tom. And so, of course, then he falls in love with the maid Mm -hmm. who uh, who's really the secret daughter and the heir. And did you know that her actual name? This is her actual name. The actress who played that woman. Tuppence Middleton. No. Okay. That is her name. I is think she... she made that up. No. I think she made that up. <laughs> she related that's to Kate Middleton? Stage I... name. Yes. I mean, that's a crazy Tuppence. name. That's Tuppence. cute. But that was, but they seemed, that was perfect for them. Perfect. You know, right, right. She's, she was maid, but she's not really a maid. Right. And Tom was the sh- chauffeur, but he's not really a chauffeur. So much more. No, yeah. so, I mean, so as, you know, the cla- layers of class that go on at Downton Abbey, it seemed appropriate for those two to get together. Yes. And they're going to inherit, like, Maud's big estate, and I hope I hope they take Rebel Kitchen Girl Daisy with them. She's done with the monarchy. Yeah, she didn't want anything. So over it. She's over it. She's over it. All right, then we have Edith. Okay, as we've mentioned, I mean, 
we were rooting for her in the series finale, and then this is returning to form of, oh, poor Edith, I'm whiny, I have everything, but oh, the luncheons. <laughs> okay. And then she's expecting, okay? Right. And she ex- and then a new hubby, Bertie, becomes the first British dad to ask for family leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, again, let's, let's just recap all of Downton Abbey. They don't even know their children's names. I know. They never, they never touch them. They only see them from afar. You know, it's they have night and day pouring nannies there all the time. Okay, so the idea that Bertie has to give up this royal tour to stay home and be with Edith. I mean, what's that about? You know, that that about it was this. Oh, I want I mean, Edith never looked better. No, she looked like she did in this movie. And when she arrives at back at Downton and she's wearing that coat, that kind of camel colored coat. Oh, yeah. uh, She gets out of the car. She looked like a million dollars, you know, so she was she was great. But I mean, she I I just could not understand all her whining. And so once again, I am not in the Edith camp. I know. And I think Mary could have been meaner to her in the movie. Yes. I I miss that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because, I mean, Mary works really hard. I, I mean, did you see Mary out there stocking the chairs yes. in the rain? No, I know. In Physical the rain, labor. Wow. I saw her sitting in Downton Abbey in a tie land. Yeah. That is a signal of hard work. I mean, yes. my gosh, kicking away that gun and... <laughs> Like she's meeting princesses and she's doing it all on her own. She's not whining that her husband's at the Detroit Auto Show. I was. I was whining. <laughs> okay. I mean, and let's face it, what new mom wouldn't think, you know, it's a pretty good idea for my husband to go to Africa for three months. I'm yeah, just really, going to, I mean. Just, yeah. So we don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Liam. So that I, I was just disappointed. I was disappointed in the Edith's in the Edith situation. Okay, so now we're going downstairs to do the storyline. So the king and queen staff show up and they start throwing their weight around and they try to marginalize the Downton staff. And I, then, I mean, nobody is putting Mrs. Pat Moore in the corner, no, right? No, no, nobody. Yes. No. Okay, so then this kind of jets versus sharks dynamic evolves, and there's hijinks and shenanigans and lists. I think Carson called it disloyal tomfoolery. Yes. That was my favorite phrase in the movie. <laughs> so I I felt like we really hammered this uh, this plot line. It got a little tedious, but in the end, the Downton staff wins. You know, mm-hmm. they get the win, except for Mosley, of course, which I don't even know why they let him back in the house, Julie. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. I also do not understand that French chef, Leon. Okay. But he was like a caricature, right? He was like a, the chef from Ratatouille. <laughs> yes, he was. I think he was. I think it, that's exactly who he was. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, there was a lot of trains and fake phone calls and locking people in rooms and sleeping yeah. drafts. Sleeping and, drafts. Oof. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, because they just wanted to serve the king and queen. That's what they right. wanted to do. That was their contribution to civilization. Again, except for Daisy. It's <laughs> a girl after my own heart. All right. Yeah. And except- but I love the footman's braided jackets. They just sort yes. of had them. They had like royal outfits ready to go, even though they weren't planning to be in charge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that livery, whatever. Livery. Yeah. Looking good. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll see that in somebody's fashion collection next <laughs> fall. Those, yes. those jackets. Except for Thomas. So he's supposed to be in charge of the house. But Mary's like, Thomas is not polishing the silver fast enough. 
which I, I, I agree with Mary. That. I, I thought it looked a little dull when <laughs> they went in the silver room, Leanne. Yeah. I was like, somebody better get in there. Yeah. 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 Why? Why is he letting the royal staff take charge of what's on their table? She was appalled. It was appalling. And uh, so she goes to Carson. Carson returns, you know, digging vegetables, throws down the hoe, comes back. <laughs> Thomas is just exiled from service. Mm-hmm. And then I was so uh, it was odd. odd. It was odd. And then he seems to be in an entirely different movie. <laughs> Yes, it does. Like a film noir set in Los Angeles. <laughs> Perhaps at Sunset Strip. I think that's where that's where he was. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even understand that. He's like, <laughs> he's off. He's he's going to his first gay bar. He's getting arrested. I thought, oh, oh here we Leon, go. When he got arrested, oh. you know, I was groaning. I was like, it's not the jail scene. Please, not a prison scene. But Thomas finding true love is a nice twist. Come on. Liz, well, you got to give him something. He can't be bad all the time. But he's a terrible employee, Liz. <laughs> it's, again, I have not... I mean, Did you see the silver, Liz? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like it was a different movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that movie that Benedict Cumberbatch was in about the code breaker? Oh, who, yeah, 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 right. He was in that movie. <laughs> I think okay. you're right. All right. Okay. No, another storyline, a very strange storyline about the princess and her awful, yeah. emotionally abusive husband. That was a complete mystery to me with a very unsatisfying conclusion. Julie, yeah. what, what did you make of that storyline? Well, once again, we didn't totally get the re- political and historic reference because we just don't know. But <laughs> I liked it that Tom, I liked it that Tom saved the day. Yeah. You know, he, he basically told the princess who, you know, like, you should just be happy with what you've got. And, uh, and, and don't and don't be such a whiner. Yeah. So but the and guy was she... emotionally abusive. So yes. it sort of bothered yes. me. This mm-hmm. wasn't like oh, he was off hunting and fishing all the time, and mm-hmm. she was lonely. He was mean. But I, I have a theory. Fun. What uh, is your theory? I, I know this is not my recap. I'm not allowed to have theories. <laughs> my theory is that Julian Fellows, the showrunner writer was sort of creating that character for the sequel to the movie that maybe she becomes more important. Does she become the queen or something in like the next, when they jump forward 10 years? Well, I, I don't, don't know. know. There is that preview of, did you see Belgravia that it was that previewed in the movie theaters? Yes. When uh-huh. You saw it. That looks excellent. I'm all in on that. Uh, Leon. Anyway, uh, that's possible. That's possible. But I think they were going to find commonality with horses, right? That's, and I looked it up <laughs> afterwards and indeed they, uh, they were both, uh, big equestrians yes (laughs) well many marriages have stayed together on on less on less than horses (laughs) i just thought it was very strange Mm -hmm. uh so there you have it well it was a very powerful scene when he was so abusive to her right and then and you're right and it didn't really go anywhere other than to a bench outside you know right with tom with tom's simple words Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I thought there was, again, I thought there was going to be an extraction from that house. I yes. thought Mary, <laughs> I thought Mary and Edith were literally going to save that's her. Another, that's another movie. Yeah, right? that would have been good. That's the sequel. Yeah, okay. So there you go. That was just a strange storyline. And then finally, in the end, Matthew Good finally makes it. And let us, let's I, just pause. But even when he arrived, I was like, why did they wait so long <sighs> to bring him in? I mean, like, they said he was off at the show and it was almost the end of the movie. We were in the ball scene, oh. right? But let's just take a moment to enjoy him bounding up the stairs to make out with Mary. That's why I went to the movies in the first place. 
Nobody bounds better than Matthew Good. Yeah, I mean, they, he, that was outstanding bounding. Bounding, yes. just steps at a time. I don't know if you've been watching him in the Vampire Show. Which, <laughs> I think he was off filming the Vampire Show, where he also does a lot of bounding and leaping. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A Discovery of Witches. He plays a hot, sexy vampire in that. So okay. I think he was probably Another off- excellent crossover opportunity. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> It's confusing. All right. So, I mean, we could have used a whole lot more Matthew Good. I think we've made that clear. Uh, all right. Then at the end, we have Tom the Fenian and Lucy the heir. They're dancing on the porch. That's a glorious scene. That was Beautiful. A lovely. 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 Again, the helicopters really help with that. Yes. You know, you get the big shots. Yeah. It all looked beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And then that very touching scene at the end, I did tear up a little bit with Granny, with Violet, you know, the uh, Lady Grantham and Mary. There's genuine emotion there. You could see actually I thought both the actresses were really felt that scene where mm-hmm. Lady Grantham tells Mary she's dying. Although I feel like we've had that before, but uh, this time she appears to be really dying. And, you know, she sort of passes her torch to Mary because she can see her son, Robert, whatever. Can he <laughs> complains about pouring his own tea? He's sort of a Prince Charles <laughs> yes. situation. He is. So she's moving right through that generation onto Mary. And I feel like that's why we know where the next movie's going to start mm-hmm. is on Violet's deathbed or at yes. the funeral yes. or something. Yes. So, okay. so those were the major storylines. But could we just talk about that plumber? Person? The plumber. Where did they get that plumber? Daisy made a mistake there. She should have gone with the plumber. I, I mean, it was like the most handsome man ever. Could yeah. I, this was the hottest yeah. plumber in the land. I know. For sure. Yes, really. You, if yeah, if you, you go to see the movie just for the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> and for and and for Matthew Good bounding up the stairs. Yes. And then and then for the ball gown at the end. But um, yeah. I mean, he also was seemed to be very charming and a good plumber. So I, I just thought that was. I thought that may go somewhere, but apparently not. So we just like to acknowledge the appearance of the plumber. All right. So uh, a couple of things I really liked. I love the grocery store scene. I, Mrs. Patmore was, could not uh, tell the grocer. I thought I just loved that scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. great. That was delightful. And that Daisy delightful. totally clues into that, too. Yeah. That it was just too important to them. Yeah. To tell the grocer the truth. Right. right. And they're, they're, they can eat that food anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Can eat that food anytime. I love that. And then, Julie, you're right. Like, it was super cinematic, so you could tell how much more money they spent on this than the TV series. You know, all those night shots, those are so expensive. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And the costumes, holy Yeah, well, uh, Downton Abbey itself was was a star in this movie. Yeah. Oh, right. said that. Yes, yes, yes right. it, was, it was. Well, and we I think that was hammered home at the end. Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey. Like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was Violet's whole message that it will yeah. survive. It will survive. But it was a totally enjoyable experience. Anybody have anything else they want right. to add? Right. I just, they didn't yeah. ruin it, which, which that yeah. was the main goal. Like I, I was, I was so relieved that it was as beautiful as it was. I mean, I think, Leon, you could have probably written a better script. But other than that, I had no complaints. Yeah. I thought it was just totally satisfying. Yes. It was delightful. Yes. yes. I, the next morning I thought, oh, I could see that again. Yeah. That, oh, you absolutely. know what? Yes. I'm, I'm excited for it to show up like on Netflix or somewhere. Yeah. Because you could watch that almost every day for the rest of your life. And I hope <laughs> the sequel is already in the works. I'm in. Well, and you know what? I would like to say, first of all, it's going to be exciting to see them all at the Oscars because we've mm-hmm. seen them all at the Emmys. <gasps> Good yeah. point. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I, you know, they're going to get obviously costume, art direction, yeah. the, you know, yeah. hair, makeup. I, I really think Maggie Smith may get a nod. Yeah. Like, that's just a that great character. That was a character. very good scene. She was, she really, 
she got a lot of time in the movie and that felt really good. Yes. Yeah. So let, let's hope Mosley doesn't get to go to the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want Bates or I don't want Bates there, that no name kid or Anna, and certainly not Mrs. Baxter. Again, also a bad employee. <laughs> okay. So let us know what you thought of the movie. I mean, try, I mean, spoilers, spoiler yeah. alert. It's, you know, it's how hopefully we all went. Well, a lot of people went $31 million. It also says, like, you know what? If you make movies that are delightful and yes. not full of violence and. Nudity, and I hate to sound like Edna Dolan, but people <laughs> will go to those movies. Nobody needs another Rambo. I Come know, on. I know. Come on. We had the strangest previews at ours. I was like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> One for like a Nickelodeon movie about like firefighters. And I just, oh. I was like, this is the most bizarre set of previews here, Arclay. But, um, but you can totally see that this is a franchise now. Yes. They could make yeah. one of these every couple of years. Mm -hmm. and, and that would be fine with us. Totally yep. fine. Totally yes, fine. I hope Matthew Good is blocking out his schedule now <laughs> for the sequel. <laughs> Clearly, he wasn't available for this one. It's more Matthew Good. That was a disappointment. All right. We're and bring back Rose. Yes. I know. I know. Bring back Rose. <laughs> Maybe. I was getting all the movies confused. Like, I thought at one point... The <laughs> At one point, I thought when they mentioned the African tour, I was like, is that the tour we saw on The Crown? <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> With Elizabeth? That's true. Yes. Like, she's oh, the next one. Didn't to we already in. do the tour? Yes, we did that yeah. tour. I remember that African tour. It was on The uh -huh. Crown. Different show. Yeah, different show. Totally different show. All right. Anyway, that is our Downton Abbey recap. Please feel free to share it with friends. Make your own comments there on the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, we would love to have you. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, you do have to answer the questions. I know. Just like ZipRecruiter. We have a couple of screening questions, but our only purpose is to make sure you are an actual human being. Right. So we just ask you, like, do you listen to the show and where? Where do you listen yeah. to it? Yeah. So if you answer the if you answer them, there are no right or wrong answers, yeah. by the way. No right or wrong answers. <laughs> We prefer people that listen to the podcast yes. be in the group. Yes. That's sort of our core. Right. But just answer the questions. Right. Whatever. That's... All of your answers are excellent. Right. So that 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 is absolutely true. All right. Liz, we wish you the best of luck on your mystery Safe trip. Travels Thank you. wherever you're going. Yes. Yeah. Follow at Sat Sisters on Instagram and you'll find out where I'm going and what I'm doing. It's kind of an unusual uh, adventure. All right. And if you're traveling, use the hashtag uh, Sat Sisters Travel. We have some great photos there on that hashtag I enjoy checking in yeah. seeing where everybody's going we mm -hmm. have some great photographers and people going to interesting places we would like to thank our engineer Sergio Enriquez uh, for making us sound good thanks to our studio manager here uh, Paul what, Dub Room that's where we're at mm -hmm. thank you to dub the room. Dub Room for welcoming us and providing water. This is a nice opportunity for us, the water. We would like to thank our sponsors of this week's show. And many thanks to you for supporting the people that support us. It really makes a difference. Uh, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leanne. You too, Leanne. All right. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>